Are you considering purchasing a car, especially living in a time when inflation is high? We should really consider the true cost of the car before we make this decision. I tell you what I mean by that and more coming up next. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, it's great to have you here. This is Jen Hempel, your host, and today we're going to be discussing the true cost of a car. Yes, it's just going to be you and I in this solo episode. Now, I know there's so many topics to discuss on this podcast, and this one came up because it is a personal matter to me. It is something that has been bothering me, quite honestly. And because of that, I have been digging into this and I wanted to share what I have found and my own conclusions with you. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how to determine the true cost of a car, why you should consider it before making a car purchase, and what is better, purchasing or leasing? That is a question I've been asking myself as well. So. Let me tell you the story behind the story, meaning why this has just become not an obsession, but something that I have looked into, researched, gone on the internet, Googled all sorts of things. Well, we've had some issues with one of our cars. And honestly, when we buy cars, We buy them and we keep them for years. I'm talking about 10 years. Our cars are with us with years and hundreds of thousands of miles, like, you know, nearing the 200,000 mile mark. And this one in particular hasn't even reached the 100,000 mile mark, but we've had these issues with this particular car. I'm not going to name the brand or anything, or I don't want to call out any brand or anything. And we also have this other car. And it's the one that I drive and no issues, but it's just, I think the fact that we have to maintain both cars, which we've had two cars before, but for some reason this time around, everything seems so much more expensive. And I feel like we're more financially prepared, but yet (laughs) things just seems to be out of control when it comes to car maintenance. So some things again, have been just more expensive than I think. And I feel like I haven't been prepared. Financially, we are more prepared, but I've also at the same time, what I've been doing every month, why stash some money away for the next car and slash car maintenance. So whatever we stash away, that dollar amount goes to those things. So if it gets used up in car maintenance, then there's not much for the next car. So I have found myself in this cycle of that money 
that we're supposed to be saving for this next car is really going to the maintenance of both cars. I'm not saving enough money for both things. But with a kid in college and just all these financial responsibilities, we can do what we can do, right? We're just doing the best. So that's been the struggle where I've been thinking, wow, especially when we purchased the car that I'm driving, we purchased it back in November of 2019. So right before the pandemic started, and that was the most we have ever paid for a car. And granted, this is a used car. We don't ever buy new cars in this household. And it was just still a lot of money. And we did take a car loan out. And yes, a fairly big payment. And I'm going to talk about that a little later because I've seen a lot of things on the internet. What? You're paying what? How much money a month for a car payment? You shouldn't be paying that. But the fact of the matter is, with how costly the cars are, sometimes there's no way to avoid things unless you pay a big down payment. And with the interest rates, at least when we purchased it, it was super, super low. So it just it didn't make sense to really put a big down payment. Anyways, enough about that. So again, the struggle comes down to how much we're paying in car maintenance and also the struggle of at least my own personal struggle that we're not saving like I wanted to for the purchase of the next car. And, you know, with my oldest in college and paying a lot of out-of-pocket expenses because FAFSA, you know, our estimated what our expected family contribution is pretty high. We just do what we have to do and we're just doing our best. But let me tell you, it's a struggle just knowing how much we're paying towards car maintenance. So it really led me to ask myself some of these questions. Is really owning a car worth it? And you know, when you buy a car, it depreciates so quickly, right? It's not like a house. You purchase a house and over time, it builds equity. So if you purchase the house, I'm going to say $100,000, but where is that happening? <laughs> you question that. But let, just for example sakes, if you purchase a house for $100,000, you take out a mortgage for $100,000, and eventually the house can appreciate in value, whereas cars just depreciate as soon as you drive them off after you purchase it. So that is my own personal internal struggle. Again, the car maintenance and just being frustrated that we haven't been able to save like we wanted to for the next car purchase. I wanted to be prepared. And I tell myself, well, when we can, we'll just put a big chunk down to save for the next car. But let me tell you, as me, a person that's a planner, that is very frustrating. So that's why I'm discussing this. It's my frustration and my own struggle with this and just questioning is now with the cars going up in price and how much we're paying for maintaining it, right? Because you eventually have to replace the brakes. So you're going to have to replace tires. There's different things that come up and it's just not cheap. It's just not cheap. If you also been with me for a while, you may remember that 
at one time, this was maybe four or five years now, we were a one-car family for a good while. We were a one-car family for about maybe seven years, if I'm not mistaken. And I talk about that and how we did that. You might think you are absolutely nuts. And it just worked out that way for several reasons. And I explained that in that episode, which is episode 136, if you want to check it out. And being a one-car family is not for everyone. It just, the circumstances, it just worked out for us. And I'm glad we did that and we made it work. Can we be a one-car family at this point in our lives? I don't know. You know, with the car that we're having troubles with, it's at that point where it costs too much to repair what needs to be repaired in it, which we might as well just buy another car. But do we really want to buy another car? (laughs) I don't know. Does it make sense to be a one-car family at this point? One of my kids is in college, but then my other one literally just got his driver's permit and he's in high school and he has things to do. I don't know. Well, I guess we will cross that bridge when we get there. Now, speaking of You've also probably seen that cars have gone up in price drastically. Now, this is some stats as of October 2021. So almost a year old at the time of this recording, the average used car price was almost $26,000, which represents an increase of 19.1% year over year. And this is according to the National Auto Dealers Association, which is also known as NADA, which is, <laughs> I'm laughing that NADA because it's not NADA. <laughs> it's really high. It's a really big increase. I'm laughing. So if, <laughs> si tu entiendes español, tu me entiendes. If you understand Spanish, NADA means nothing. So I laugh because we're talking about the increase of the car prices and it's a significant increase. And then the National Auto Dealers Association, when you just do the short thing, it's, it says nada. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Literally, I'm laughing. Okay, I'm entertaining myself. Hopefully you're smiling, but if not, it's okay. I entertain myself. Then also, so that's the used car. So that's $26,000 as of October 2021. Again, that's a little over a 19% increase in price year over year. That is significant. Then back in January 22, so this year, the average new car cost is a little over $46,000. But according to that Kelly Blue Book, the used car cost is about almost 28000 So it's interesting the differences. So this was in January 2022, which actually makes sense. I didn't do the math. If it adds up to 19.1%, the comparison of October 2021 to January 2022. So I have those resources. You can look them up. I have the links in the show notes. When it comes to our community, nearly 20% of the vehicles sold in the U.S. in 2020 
were to our community. They were purchased by our community, which I think is also significant. So I just thought I'd throw that in there as an FYI. One thing to consider in terms of car ownership is you want to decide how long you're going to keep the car. Granted, when you decide you're going to keep the car for 10 years, it may not work out that way. We know life doesn't always work out the way we want to, but have the intention instead of just buying a car, driving it, doing the maintenance, living life, when you buy the car or before buying the car, have the intention, how long are we going to keep this car? When you're doing that, when you make that intention, it helps you plan. It helps you plan the maintenance, it helps you plan and just really know what you're getting yourself into. Because if you're just going and purchasing a car and all of a sudden, a few years later, you decide, eh, we're doing too much maintenance or whatever. If you had that plan earlier in terms of I'm going to keep it for 10 years or five years or whatever that is, you are going to be taking good care of it because you already have the intention that this car is going to stay with us for five, seven, ten years. Now, what are some factors to consider the true cost of a car? Well, one is obvious, the car purchase price, right? That is just front and center. And also the other part, if you're financing it, you want to know the total cost of financing for the life of the loan. So when you purchase a car and you finance it, you'll receive a one pager. You'll receive more pages, but in terms of the financing, you'll receive this one page that says the purchase price, the interest rate, the total interest rate, the term, the term of the loan, three, four, now there's, I guess, five years, and then the total cost of that. So if you did the minimum payment for five years, at X percent interest rate, this is how much you're going to pay, which is more than the original purchase price. Another thing to consider is fuel, (laughs) especially now. I say fuel and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's been such a hike in fuel prices, even though it is going down right now, right? It's going down. There's hope. But you want to consider fuel, how much you're driving it too, because how much you're driving it, you know, really determines how much fuel or how much you're paying in fuel, right? And then you want to to look into the suggested maintenance. What is a suggested maintenance? What approximately, how much does that cost? Granted, you know, there's the cost of the labor, the cost of the parts, and it's not going to be all exact, but you have an idea and you can search it up on the internet. You will find those answers. Also part of the maintenance is the repairs. What are some common mechanical problems that may happen? So that is something that you want to be aware of for your car, especially the the model, the make, all that. And then if this is you, maybe you have an alternative fuel vehicle. If there's, you're talking about a tax credit potentially, right? Unless things change at the time of this recording. Now, Edmunds, and I have the link in the show notes, has a calculator that's going to help you with this. But I felt like there were some caveats that I want you to keep in mind. They do the calculation for five years. So they're assuming you're only going to keep the car for five years. 
they use a 15,000 miles as a basis for what you drive a car a year. They use their own cash price, which may not be what you purchased it for. They also do the financing costs, which may be different for you. But regardless of this, it gives you a good indicator when you're shopping for cars. So I really recommend you check out that tool to give you an idea of what the true cost of the car is. Now, NerdWallet also has another calculator to help you determine the monthly cost of the car. And I also have that link in the show notes. To determine this amount, they use the monthly payment, insurance, fuel, maintenance, and repairs and registration fees. For maintenance and repairs, they use an average of $119 a month, which is a figure reported by AAA for a new car. So that's a caveat if you bought a used car, that $119 per month figure is going to be different. How much different? It all depends. And I'm not an expert in this, but just something to consider. But it's also just a great tool. So I'm sharing with you things to look into to really determine what the true cost of owning a car is. But why should you even consider it before purchasing a car? Up to now, we've been talking about what really the true cost of car ownership is. We've talked about some tools, but why does this matter? Why should we consider the true cost before purchasing a car? Well, it's simple. It helps you make a more realistic plan with your budget, and it helps you make a better purchasing decision. If purchasing can be so costly, should you consider leasing a car? That's a question that I have asked myself. I have never leased a car. I don't have personal experience with leasing a car because what I knew in the past or what I was told in the past is, no, don't lease a car because you're just going to be paying monthly payments forever and you'll never own it. Of course, now I know that with leases, you have the option to purchase. But really, in the past, it definitely didn't make sense for us to lease a car just because of of how much we drove, meaning with our moves, with everything. And so that just not a good idea because you have limited mileage. So there are some things you need to consider. So again, there's those mileage restrictions. So that's something you need to consider if you want to lease a car. There's potential wear and tear charges. But you do have lower payments and there's less money down and just to drive off it. So you have to weigh those factors and what is best for you in your situation at this moment in time for the time that you need this car. Of course, deciding is a personal decision and you need to consider your driving habits, your personal finances, your financial goals. How does buying or leasing a car fit into that picture? I hope this gave you some things to consider, some things that you haven't considered before about the true cost of car ownership, especially in a time where everything, inflation, things are sky high in price. Cars are no exception whatsoever. So I hope what I shared with you gave you some food for thought to help you plan better, to be more equipped, especially when it comes to the car maintenance and things of that sort, and planning that in your budget. So things that you need to consider, how can you calculate what you need? And let me know. I know I wanted to do this because of the personal reasons that I told you, but I was like, 
you all need to know this too. (laughs) This is important for everyone. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know if there's further questions. If there's something that you want me to dig deeper into, I would be more than happy. Just let me know. Email me and send me a message on Instagram. I am available and I will be more than happy to create another episode. If you love this episode and this conversation, can I ask you to do two simple things for me? Share and review. Please share this episode with one person and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We make it easy for you by going to the resources section of today's episode. If you do that and email us at support at janhempel.com with a screenshot of the review, we will put it in our drawing for a free month of our membership, Financially Strong Circle. Next week on the podcast, you will meet Brittany Castro, a Latina CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner, who has accomplished so much. And what is funny is we have been following each other for years, but just recently connected. Bueno, pues that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your business schedule to tune into the show and to listen to me with a little bit of a cold. I am so glad you hung in there with me. Be sure to check out the show notes at jenhempill.com forward slash 315. That is jenhempill.com forward slash 315 to refer back to everything you need to know from the show. Remember, the being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.